0: welcome to the next episode of confessions of an entp it's been a while since i've been around some of you have noticed my absence from the channel or the podcast but i'm back and uh reason why i was gone is that my uh, health definitely took a turn for the worst but uh i actually got a decent uh, doctor who explained to me is an istp explained to me a, a specific problem that i was having and, uh, just got to avoid certain foods and I'll be good to go. It's funny, I never really actually accepted my diagnosis for irritable bowel syndrome or IBS, but, uh, I finally realized he was right because it was very convincing and my TE critic was not getting in the way because he's not the first person to have told me this throughout my life when it comes to dealing with my inherent digestive issues but you know kind of worked out worked out in the end and i'm glad for that i'm very glad that it worked out but uh today's episode we're gonna be discussing introverted sensing inferior from the perspective of an entp naturally something that uh I came to realize about myself over time and that's. How I handle pressure basically. And not, I've never been really good at handling pressure. I've always. Thought, you know, pressure was just this like magical metaphysical thing like. um, You know, peer pressure, for example. But I never realized how weak I was against peer pressure. I really wasn't. Just pressure in general. I mean, I guess it would make sense because like ENTPs and INTPs naturally, but ENTPs especially are probably the easiest of all the 16 types to obligate into doing things that they don't want to do or shouldn't do basically. And a lot of times People out there just don't really realize, like ENTBs out there don't really realize just how much of a problem this is. And it's a huge problem. A consistent huge problem. Looking back on my life, because like, I'm 35 right now, in the middle of midlife crisis. And uh, due to my midlife crisis, I've been trying to take stock of all the things that I've been experiencing throughout my life and trying to identify a pattern and I did and that pattern is is that I just really haven't been very wise in managing other people pressuring me which if you think about it actually makes a huge host of sense a huge host of sense because like you know, X sensing demon is trying to teach the ENTP and as much as the ENFP, like, hey, you know, because X sensing is the rejection function. And it's been trying to teach me that, you know what? It's okay. It's okay to reject people. It's okay. I guess it makes sense that INTJs are my golden pair also known as the affection relationship, because like, hey, you know, they're really afraid of rejection, and yet I naturally just don't reject people. I really don't. That's why I had that episode about uh, saying yes or not yet, you know what I mean? So, saying yes or not yet is really just a funny way of saying, like, I'm not going to reject you. Don't be afraid, right? Well... The thing is though, is that that is not always healthy. So when you combine SI inferior's knack for not rejecting people with FE Child's huge care for other people, and then you combine that with ENTPs being triple systematic all at the same time, that too is definitely a problem. Why? Triple systematic goes out of its way to be, you know, doing the best thing all the time. And (laughs) we naturally imagine that doing the best thing means not rejecting people. And then we find ourselves being insanely obligated. So it's really easy to pressure us into doing things that we don't want to do. But since dealing with my midlife crisis, which a lot of people would argue, are you sure it's not like your quarter life crisis? Like, yeah, I already had my quarter life crisis. Trust me, I did. But <laughs> like my own personal battle with homelessness, for example, especially when I moved back to California and I was living out of my car before I started working for the hospital down there. And I was living out of my car in the, at the time trying to, uh, Get a job, basically, to be able to support my family. That became difficult. Became really difficult. But that was my midlife or my quarterlife crisis. But in my midlife crisis, it's it's different because I realized I realized that over time that I have so easily succumbed to pressure or peer pressure from any myriad of sources. That it's actually been insanely damaging to me personally. Because what ends up happening to an ENTP when they're dealing with. A huge amount of pressure and they're not saying no or enforcing or putting up boundaries and enforcing boundaries to that pressure. When they're not doing that. That ends up becoming. A serious issue. So. Not serious issue. <laughs> well, just gets worse and worse and worse. And it just leads to like an added amount of stress on your person as an ENTP. It really does. Like, then your health just starts going down south, just like, you know, my recent health issues. I imagine that my diagnosis of irritable bowel syndrome is literally as a result of too much stress in my life which is as a result of my infantile way of handling pressure and my expert sensing demon just being dismissive of rejecting people entirely when I actually need to learn how to be mature and learn how to reject people, learn how, when to reject people, right? So that's one of the problems, one of the many problems, that I end up facing as an individual due to that pressure. Which, honestly, it sucks. It sucks a lot. Because, like, the ENTPs, we don't really allow ourselves to react to certain things, because any hero's telling the SI inferior, like, hey, because it's on Axis, with SI inferior. It's like, hey, you know, you can't react until you see a pattern of behavior. And a pattern of behavior is three incidents. And then that's a pattern of behavior. And then you're okay to react. And the ISF subconscious is like, oh, well, you can't react unless you have some kind of justification, right? It's all about justification with us. We don't allow ourselves to react or allow ourselves to reject people. Unless we have basically a justification of some kind, it's just so annoying. Trust me, it's a huge annoyance. So, having that problem means that we end up, if we do end up rejecting, we end up rejecting too late, and we've already sustained the damage. And I've said many times on this channel about how, you know, SI inferior can go aspirational it can outlast everyone it can outwork everyone it can be the strongest of all of the 16 types but the real question is It's like okay if that's true then at what cost the cost of our body suffering the cost of being a victim of abuse such that with b being a victim of abuse it's like well at what point do I actually become the abuser, right? Because, you know, eventually introverted sensing will translate into extroverted intuition mimicry, and I'll start mimicking the abusers. And if enough abuse is applied before my mind realizes that it's a pattern of behavior, and I'm giving people too many chances, giving abusers too many chances, instead of outright rejecting them, like which is what I should be doing, then basically, Well, for lack of a better term, I'm just being a dumbass. And sustaining those hits just adds a lot to my personal stress. And that too, problem. I think that right there is the number one reason why NTPs really struggle. (coughs) With having long lifespans. I think our lifespans are because um, the ENTP lifespan, let be hon- let's be honest, it's actually really short. It's really short. There's only a few ENTPs out there that I know of that actually have long lifespans. Benjamin Franklin is one of them. But like you look at Steve Jobs and it's like, ooh, that's a very short lifespan. And it really comes down to stress management. But stress management really comes down to an ENTP's ability to use x sensing demon in its angelic form to be able to reject people, especially reject abusers before it gets to a point where, you know, we've sustained too many hits from people in our life, right? And that's the problem. That's a huge problem. And I realized, you know, within my midlife crisis, like I've sustained a lot of hits, a lot of hits that I shouldn't have taken. And I regret that. I really regret it. I've sustained a lot of hits. I should have been wiser when it comes to rejecting people I should have rejected, you know, abusive people or people trying to take advantage of me, you know, in my life. It's just really lame that being an ENTP that I'm just predisposed to expecting myself to have a justification or a righteous reason of some kind to reject somebody because every child just does not want to harm somebody. This is why ENFPs, it's a lot easier for them to reject people because they're interest-based, they have extra feeling critic. And that critic really protects them. But TE critic, my critic, it's like, well, are you, is it really a tool that could be used to reject someone properly? So sometimes I feel super stupid because it's like, oh, you know, INTJ shadow, should I be using my INTJ shadow to go to other people and ask them what they think about this other person? Well, I guess that makes sense, but You know, it could be, you know, seen or actually be a form of gossip if you think about it. And I feel bad. I feel guilty about it. I really actually do. I feel guilty, very guilty about that entire situation. And that, that too is a problem. Huge problem. getting over one's guilt. Cause like, I, I honestly would feel guilty. I would literally feel bad about myself when rejecting an abuser, right? Which if you think about it, is a form of codependence. It's pretty sad, it's pretty lame. And I remember every single time in my life where I actually have rejected somebody. You know, and yeah, most of the time Eighty percent of the time, yeah, it's definitely justified. The problem is, is that reaching the point mentally where it was justified was a little too late, or very too late. ENTPs are any hero and you child. When we're calling the blooping, when we don't really have TI parent really in there, and TI parent is lacking an in input. And as much as it is also a very lazy function, it is very lazy. It's really hard for us to not only have boundaries, but also enforce those boundaries because the guilt inhibits us from enforcing those boundaries. Honestly, it's it's a form of weakness and it's very pathetic, which kind of sucks because ENTPs, I'll be honest, are absolutely the weakest of the 16 types, absolutely the weakest. We have all the potential in the world to become the strongest yet we are absolutely the weakest and people can figure that out and prey upon that weakness very easily because we're just like oh i just want to do the best thing because i'm triple systematic then we just become this like best thing uh automaton that people can take advantage of and it's really sad it's really annoying and because of that we just end up these insane stress heaps so the whole point of this episode is basically to tell all the ENTPs in this audience and yeah even the even the INTPs but at least INTPs have any parent and even any parent is really just gonna be like okay well what's your angle right but the hubris the pride of any hero and giving people second chance, third chance, fourth chance, fifth chance, even though they're abusive. And then we end up having this own echo chamber in our heads, (coughs) where we're not able, we're just completely unable to actually identify the actual abuse right in front of us. And we end up enabling our own abusers, which is pretty sad Pretty lame definitely a sign of weakness you know us you know entps our greatest fear is actually to be weak weakness is our fear right so we go out of our way where it's like okay i'm gonna put in you know not very much effort and just avoid the pain or i'm gonna do what deadpool does who is an entp ryan reynolds is an entp You know, we're going to do maximum effort. The problem is maximum effort also increases our stress. And after a while, we just become incapable of relaxing. And that's my problem. I'm literally in fight or flight mode 100% of the time. Literally. Because I've sustained so many hits because I've taken so much abuse in my life. And you know what's really stupid is when an ENTP, and I'm guilty of this, takes pride in how many hits we've been able to sustain from other people. That that too is <laughs> well, it's wrong, but it's it's also it's stupid. It's actually stupid. You know, a lot of people message me in DMs, for example asking me a bunch of questions about type a lot of it is coaching related questions asking me to solve their problems uh i i get messages like this every single day and you folks just have no idea how painful it is for me inside of myself because i really feel so guilty about saying no and then Typing out to them in the message, HTTPS colon whack whack csjoseph.life forward slash coaching. And that ends up being my response to all these DMs that I end up getting. Because I have to have a boundary and I have to enforce it. And I never really did. Um, you know, my my INTJX, for example, Andy, I think this is one of her biggest criticisms of me personally um, about that. And she'd be right. She'd actually be right. This is one of the few areas that I actually agree with her about my character. You know, of course, I could easily claim that she rejects people too much. But the thing is, is that how many hits can SID even really actually take? If you think about it, you know what I'm saying? And then I'm raising an INTJ child. And gosh, he's so brilliant. He's only one years old. And then I get a photo <laughs> from his mom. And, like, he's actually going up and down a ladder, like an actual real ladder. It's not even a kid's ladder. It's just an actual ladder all by himself. And his NI hero will take him places he should not be going as a one-year-old. But he does. Obviously, it's under supervision. But the thing is, is that just seeing how far NI hero is willing to go, you know, but he's also constantly trying to, you know, perform for everyone around him, and he's so sensitive to abandonment, so sensitive to rejection, and he just he just can't deal with it, you know. And that's ultimately, you know, why I exist because I don't want to reject him. But the thing is, is that even my golden pair can become an abuser in my life, and I have to learn how to reject them when they need to be rejected. They're not actually aware of their needs and I'm aware of my needs. And through cognitive projection, I end up having to project my needs onto my golden pair, onto INTJs. And then in doing so at that point, there's a higher chance of me rejecting them when they need to be rejected because they're not aware of their own needs. And I have to make that call for them which is pretty interesting. But at the same time, if you think about it, you know, the INTJs in my life, including the INFJs, especially the INFJs, actually, my pedagogue, uh, my companion, in terms of, you know, the sexual relationship version of the pedagogue, they're always trying to get me to reject people. And even though sometimes I perceive that they're telling me to reject too quickly, The reality of the situation is is my TE critic oftentimes inhibits me from listening. So I end up really sucking at listening to people when I should be rejecting people entirely at that moment. To prevent myself from sustaining additional hits and prevent myself from having stress and taking on additional stress that I shouldn't. That stress, that Ultimately reduces my own quality of life. It also reduces my own lifespan. And you know, INTJs, so their FI child, they're all about trying to increase my own quality of life. And they're trying to share their quality of life, which is basically their treasure, with me. But then I end up rejecting it because my TE critic just won't even listen to them. And I end up taking more hits, I end up finding myself obligated to the wrong people on a consistent basis, right? Which is bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. And I shouldn't be doing this. I really shouldn't. I should be listening. You know, I've been rereading How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie recently, and. <laughs> it's a very humbling experience because I realize just how much I don't actually listen, which is also which is also pretty sad. It's one of the biggest, biggest problems in my life is how I'm just not a listener. So recently, I've been going out of my way like in social situations. I've been putting myself in social situations on average of every other day right now. I go out and I play pool regularly, I go out, smoke cigars with friends, or I go out and I play cards on a regular basis, or I do martial arts. But I just allow myself to go behind the scenes and I ISFJ subconscious consistently. And this ultimately allows me to have an opportunity to practice active listening with people. And then I end up just getting people to, you know, talk about themselves in these social situations. And then they tell me how great how much of a great conversationalist I am, even though I haven't said anything. Which is funny because there's actually a chapter devoted to that in Dale Carnegie's book. That's why I maintain How to Win Friends and Influence People is like the most important book I've ever read in my life. It's like the ENTP guide to suck less in life, basically. And I highly recommend any NTP out there, definitely read that book and then do um, the 50th law after that book. It's like the top two books that any ENTP should ever read. But yeah, I also maintain the same thing for ESTPs because they also suffer from a similar problem except the ESTP. It's not about taking abuse like ENTPs do from the ESTP perspective. It's all about dealing abuse. And they have to figure out how to not be abusive, right? They don't even realize they're being abusive. And as much as I don't even realize that I'm taking too much abuse, which is also a problem. So yeah, and of course, many INTJs throughout my life, many INFJs throughout my life, many ESFPs and ESTPs have all been trying to teach me the same thing. But did I listen? No, and all of a sudden, I break my foot last October, and so begins my midlife crisis, where I've just done this huge journey of soul searching, trying to figure out what the actually is the problem, and then come to realize that the problem, the problem is me. But why? How? How is the problem me? It's really, it really comes down to my inability to reject people at the right time when I should be right. So. As a result, I learned that I have to reduce the amount of sources of pressure in my life. And that ends up having to be the motivation, the motivation between, you know, behind a lot of the decisions that I make as an ENTP as I myself am on the path to maturing more so, you know. And, you know, I'll admit it's been been a really dark time for me even uh coach Jay, who is on the channel here and contributing is a fantastic uh, contributor an amazing coach um and uh very good at typing people highly skilled individual very wise you know he's helping helping me realize these things and you know being an example to me personally about how i need to make sure that i have self-respect and that means enforcing you know setting up boundaries and enforcing those boundaries with people and actually dealing out consequences to people you know one of those things one of those main things is that si inferior is the source of entp attention and attention is everything i can't be giving attention to abusers or to people who take advantage of me but I have been for so long. It's so annoying. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a huge problem. And honestly, I regret it. I, I, I really do regret it. So now, you know, going through this transformational midlife crisis as a 35 year old right now, I'm getting to the point where it's like, hey, It's okay to reject people. It's okay to have boundaries. It's like I've just given myself complete and total uh, permission because I'm literally turning off every child with my TI parent and just being like, you know what? Like, I just have to remind myself that what am I getting out of this compared to what other people are getting out of this, which is what my ESFP superego is trying to get me to do as an ENTP anyway. And then based on that, I can finally get to the point where, okay, yeah, this person definitely needs to be rejected. Um, You know, and sometimes I can give them an opportunity. It's just like, you know, ENTPs, we don't want to be burning bridges with people. We really don't. But sometimes we just got to tell them, like, hey, don't talk to me again until you get your shit together. But even then, someone can be so abusive over time that really you just have to say, yeah, no, not at all. It's not going to be a thing anymore. You can't treat me that way. And we don't care. Like I, I just have to stop caring about that person, turning off my effie child, giving myself permission to reject. And honestly, folks, it's one of the hardest things I've ever done. It's extremely difficult for me, but it's the only way that I can cause or force the issue because if I just take on all of this pressure, I'm so stressed all the time, my own personal bodily health goes down the toilet, right? And I can't do that anymore. So the NTPs who are watching this, you know, hey, consider this a warning. Don't spend your attention just on anyone and it's okay to withdraw your attention. See what happens when you withdraw your attention. You'll notice that some miraculous good things in your life will start to occur when it comes to withdrawing your attention. Even if it means withdrawing your attention from a woman, for example, a woman that you have a sexual relationship with because it's absolutely critical to your own personal growth as a man or even as a woman to make sure that You know, you understand that the only person in your life that's going to put yourself first, well, it's you. That's it. You're the only person who actually truly cares about you. And it's hard to come to terms with that when you have FI Trickster. It's so hard. So my recommendation is to ENTPs out there, don't wait around to give yourself permission to reject people or to give yourself permission To put up boundaries and enforce them. Or to give yourself permission to shirk pressure that other people put on you. You're not their bitch. You're not their slave. You are your own sovereign human being. Right? And that's the reality of the situation. If you do this, I promise you, you'll be a lot happier in life. I promise. So, anyway, folks, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you guys tonight.